but then twitter restored it and that's where things began and that's where the whole problem began and what i thought i would do is take you through how part of this entire process works so that we can all sort of understand what's happening here rather than be in the confused sort of state that we all are but before i do that let's just quickly recap what had happened so when twitter restored access it said that they got a non compliance notice from the government and after that on tuesday that is february 10th twitter issued a statement saying that they have permanently suspended over 500 accounts and that they have blocked some of the accounts within the country so they have this policy called country withheld where they can't show content that's not allowed in a country within the country So some of these accounts are still allowed to exist on Twitter but their tweets or things they post will not be shown within India and to anybody else who's accessing the platform from India. Now the Indian government wasn't very happy with that. The Indian government put out a statement again on February 10th late on February 10th saying that the government is happy to let Twitter do business here and Twitter is welcome to do business here and Twitter is even welcome to have its own policies but they cannot transcend Indian law and this is where things get really really confusing so the way the government asks Twitter to block content is through something called section 69A of the Information Technology Act or the IT Act this is often colloquially called the blocking rules and there's a whole aura of secrecy around it now under this section a designated government officer receives a complaint from some government agency or department saying we need to block xyz content this officer sets up a blocking committee which is chaired by him and this blocking committee goes through this request and sends a notice to the intermediary in this case the intermediary is twitter tomorrow it could be facebook it could be koo it could be anybody and the intermediary to me what i understand is that after this notice the intermediary has to come and respond to the government and say what it will do won't do what it can do and so on and after this committee hears all of this it makes a recommendation to the it secretary saying whether the content should be banned or blocked or not banned or whatever now this committee now this blocking committee holds members from the law ministry it has members from the ministry of home affairs it has members from the ministry of information and broadcasting and some others but there's another provision in section 69a which allows for an interim emergency blocking order to be issued and that's exactly what happened here 
So when the government originally asked Twitter to block accounts, that was an interim order and it was an emergency order where the government said you have to block this and that's why Twitter showed us all and that's why Twitter showed us all messages saying these accounts have been withheld because we got a legal request. But section 69A also says that you that when you issue an emergency order, you have to set up the blocking committee within 48 hours and do all of this hearing. Now what it seems like is that when this committee was set up and Twitter spoke to this committee, the company realized that they could unblock these accounts after this. And I'm saying this because in Twitter's statement, they said that they believed that the accounts that were unblocked should legally function within India. Now, I'm guessing that they must have pleaded that these accounts are newsworthy and that they do not violate policies and they do not violate Indian laws or things like that. And that seems fine, except that the government did not find that fine. Now, in all of this, a lot of us started downloading an Indian app called Koo, which has been said to be a Twitter alternative and it is meant for local languages and so on. And Koo has actually existed for quite a while. They used to be called Vocal, if I'm not wrong. And they even won the government's Atmanirbhar App Innovation Challenge last year. So it's not particularly a new app. It's just that we're learning about it now because the Ministry of Information and Technology, they tweeted from their coup account yesterday. A lot of ministers have joined it. A few celebrities have also joined it. So we're all learning about coup. But the question here is not really about which platform we go to. The question is, should platforms fight back or not? Is what Twitter doing right or is it wrong? And that is where the entire problem lies. It's not a problem, so to speak. This is how all of this legal jargon works. And it is sort of confusing. And it's not really a straightforward process as we expect. But the question we're really asking is that should platforms fight back? Because if we are leaving Twitter because of all of this, then are we saying that Twitter shouldn't fight back? Or in future, if and when everybody joins coup and coup, let's say it makes it big, should coup also not fight back? Or should social media platforms continue to fight back and probably start questioning government orders as well? And should the government also give in? Because in a lot of cases, the government will be right. And these are questions you must ponder instead of just going from one app to the other. Because at the end of the day, whichever app gets big, they will have to deal with problems like this. And remember, we haven't even covered the platform side in all of this yet. When a platform gets a blocking order, they also have to go through a bunch of teams. They have to go review a bunch of their policies and make sure that even if they do comply with the government order, they are not liable because you and I as users have the option to appeal. In very extreme cases, you could sue a platform saying that it's impinging on your free speech. So this is not something that's as simple as, hey, an order has come. This platform has done this. Let's go to another platform. Of course, a very simple thing we all have to keep in mind is that whatever you say on social media is public. And yes, you are saying it. You are responsible for it. Blocking orders aside, you yourself could be sued because these platforms do not have liability for things that we post there. You and I are responsible for the things we say and the things we post on these platforms. But even without that, if governments are telling them to take down content, 
should they always comply or should they fight back in some cases and say no this is not correct or this doesn't go against my policies or i don't think this is the right way to go or maybe you and i need to have a voice and maybe the person whose account is being taken down needs to appear in front of the blocking committee all i'm trying to say is that there are a lot of questions that need to be asked we can't just go from one platform to the next and let the problem continue because at the end of the day this is all a matter of free speech and how much and what you and i are allowed to say because in india free speech is not an absolute law we are technically not allowed to say anything and everything that we want there are provisions in our constitution that says that there are some things that we can't say so that's it for today i shall be back this very week with another segment where i take on some misconceptions about technology until then tell me what you want me to cover you can find me on twitter and instagram at undertaker Yes, you heard that right. It's U N D E R T E C H E R. Or you can write to me at podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Talk to you next time. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.